deconversion therapy coming at you with the smooth, dulcet tones, God, of Karen here in Tennessee. (laughs) And the rich, dulcet towns of Bonnie down here in freaking Florida. (laughs) Oh, God. We're going to do a little church bulletin for you all. We're, we're gathering up all the shit that either you know about or half know about or never wanted to know about. And we're just, it's just like a little jolt, a little, you know, communion juice. Little, little update. Very, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd like to call it weekly update. Oh, how's that? You can call it whatever you want, Um, but um. (laughs) we're going to call it church bulletin. Uh, But please do rate and review. That's the best way you can help us. We have all the lovely monetary things down below. You can find those out in social media and, and blip and blap. But just the sharing and rating reviewing really helps our ministry grow. Yeah, that's that's your that's your witnessing. So um, go go witness Mm -hmm. to other people by tippity tapping in some uh, ratings and reviews. That's it. Like I've been saying on TikTok lately, when people ask me like common things, I'm like, use your God given fingers. What? And just go to the Googler. (laughs) You know, like just people. Um, And I want to say there's no stupid questions, but after a while, you realize there are. Um, And people just want me to do all the research and answer for them. And I'm like, honey, just you can do it. You can. You can go look at what's in your own Bible. When I was a kid, I swear to God, I was the one who always had a question. And I think that one of my questions was always, uh, how long until we get to the next restroom opportunity? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> should I go to the it's bathroom so before we depart? It was always the See, panic. that's why you deconstructed sooner than I, because that just shows forethought right there, oh. which I did not have <laughs> because I did urinate on my sixth grade <laughs> trip to uh, Washington, D.C. as a patrol. Anyway, I we pretended all urinated I on that trip. Everybody knows. <laughs> it was definitely urinated wow. on prior to. Oh. All right, let's get into our little news clips. Who, All right, well, here, can I go, first? can I tell you this first one? Because to me, I will let you. This, this is the epitome of why we do <laughs> this whole podcast. This, to me, is exactly an example of it. Okay, so the Southern Baptist Convention has been having some trouble with their leadership. What? What? I know. Um, mm-hmm. You can probably remember, but I don't remember why the last guy stepped down. Was it because of the way that they handled sexual abuse scandals? There was one, I think, who stepped down because of that. There was another one that might have had to do with racism. What do we have left? Okay, so well, I mean, we know <laughs> taxes, obviously, but that'll be later. Yeah. So there was a guy who was the interim leader. And recently, Mm -hmm. the officers of the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee received his immediate resignation. This is Willie McLaurin. Um, He was the interim president and CEO. 
So he was the interim leader since February of 2022 after the mm-hmm. October 21 resignation of Ronnie Floyd. I don't know if it says what Ronnie did. I don't remember. But it, I think it did have something to do with the sexual abuse scandal. I don't know. Somebody will I clarify think this. I it was just like time to, Either way. time to just quietly duck out <laughs> while the spotlight is showing. Yeah, it could, have been, it. it could have been plantar fasciitis that he resigned from. Doesn't matter. I think the guy who's in there right now, um, he was being considered as a candidate for the permanent replacement. And the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the committee's presidential search team, guess what they discovered? Disqualifying information. Uh, during their process of vetting and due diligence. You know what he lied about? He lied on his resume. He lied about where he was educated. Who... So in he's this day just and George age, Santos. I just but, answered. But <laughs> how? Okay, so I can see lying on your resume back in the seventies when nobody could check anything quickly, or right, right, or maybe doing it if you were desperate, but or you're eighteen, or you're eighteen, yeah, right, yeah, maybe, or you're not okay. aiming for jobs. In of an industry that's kind of regulated <laughs> by do the right thing and God, the honesty oh my industry. Yeah, yeah. It's so sad. So, um, so here's what they say: In a commitment to transparency, we will be issuing further updates related to next steps to the presidential search team and SBC staff leadership in the near future. Blah blah blah. I want to express my deep appreciation for your prayers. Yada yada presidential search team um they need god's wisdom and direction they say that's paramount at each and every yeah. point i mean but isn't that included it, this aren't isn't these that a given that's your organization yeah that is southern baptist convention yeah okay and, keep going sorry well no so here's what his actual resignation letter this was the quote that he gives in a recent resume that i submitted recent Scariest shit. Um, it included schools that I did not attend or complete the course of study. Karen. Schools. All right. Bonnie. And the worst part about this to me, because I have a lot of guilt over things like this and I want everything to be perfect, is he's black. And so I, I'm extra angry yeah. because... I think it would be awesome to have him as the leader. And then now well, he gets you know, now he's going to get why shit we, on. He was the interim. Yeah. Right. And that's why he was the interim anyway. Because I think three black churches left in the you oh, know that most right. recent scandal. So there's only a couple left. Yeah. And I'm sure optics so he done screwed up. But how shitty is that? Now it's giving people who want to have the opportunity mm-hmm. to hate a black guy to have a legitimate reason to be ticked off with them. But they secretly get to, who, you know, yeah, be pissed at a black guy. Don't understand. That is called the Southern Baptist Convention. Southern mm-hmm. Baptist Church is absolutely... Always looking for shit like that, even though they'll be like, oh, we're forgiving and we love everyone, but their churches are whitey-white. Well, at least they're participants in the congregations. Some of those are going to get excited by, 
you know, getting yeah. to hate another black guy in leadership position, Barack oh, Obama. Well. Okay. So there's mine. What's next on mine is this headline is just the best. Ready? No. Commentary. This just in. Catholic churches have the worst preaching and music in the United States. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's subjective. Um, oh, well, unfortunately, this comes from Pew Research Studies, where they <laughs> ask different questions. First of all, we are seeing that uh, right now, since COVID, it seems like both Protestant and Catholic, it's about... Uh, half and half people who are watching it online or digitally yeah. or through the magic of God's air or in person. And so they were just asking people regular questions, and it came out that some are not so satisfied. The Catholics said <laughs> only 61% of them who attended church in person said they were extremely or very satisfied, which is 21 percentage points down from Protestants. Satisfied That's with the music? Satisfied at all with oh. the church services. Then they're asked, um, with the ones on TV or online, are they, you know, happy about it? And they said 57%, because I guess you have that extra 4% energy that you get from being in person. You get to touch the water and I would have hope all you that get, good I, wine. Yeah, I would hope you get a lot more from being in person because that is 4%, what yeah. we're missing a lot in life after lockdown. That's what people say. I don't. Um, <laughs> and then they asked about the music, and it was about the same, that Protestants were, you know, much higher up, and Catholics were just, you know. So I think what they're saying, according to Catholics, your services are too boring. Um, but I love the headline, and there are actually some Catholic services that are trying to jazz things up. Like that oh cantor that sang, what was it? We put it on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it oh, I Am Harry an Innocent Styles? Man? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, big butts? No, it's um, <laughs> Harry Styles. Uh, na, 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 same <laughs> as it was. <laughs> it's same as it was. Oh, you mean the one that goes like nah, doing nah, it in nah, Latin? <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it in Latin, so he's going "Hala shomana," you know, and you're just like whatever. But I love it, and you're very interesting. So I guess yeah, they're trying to jazz it up. So that's it from that little blurb on the non-Christian side of the news. The Catholics. Maybe the Catholics are all going. Hold on, we have an option to sing only verse one and three from this hymn. Like maybe, maybe they just stick to <laughs> In the whole English. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's got to be hard when it's not your language that you're humming along with. Right, right. Because hmm. they're like the main service part is the Eucharist, and then there isn't much preaching, so they yeah. don't make it pop like Southern Baptist preachers do. They don't have the, the pizzazz, the flair. 
the the pithy joke <laughs> that a grandfather's telling his young son you know, a story <laughs> when they're fishing, and then but you're talking to the person who was only there for the sermon, and I thought the other stuff was like the waste of time of my life. Um, and so I get that. Like maybe people who are attending church services now are like, if we cut all of this fat off, I could have 45 extra minutes in life to do to sin. anything, uh-huh. anything. Just, I know, just go sinning it up. That's what you want to do. Well, I want, I want things that pertain to life. Life lessons. That's why oh. that church in Atlanta was really good. It was really good. That, yeah, that you went to, well. That made me leave church. <laughs> it was very yes. good because you went there a few times, yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, when you were mentioning earlier, you know, the whole thing about community is what we need. I don't feel I need that, but that's okay. I probably do. And we've been hearing from some relatives of ours that have just got turned into the Blue Zone because they watch a documentary. And we got that book and read it a long time ago because Oprah introduced America to it, and they don't live in America. But the Blue Zone are the places, I think there's five in the world, that live the longest, and they study all their habits and what they're eating, like the people in Okinawa and... There's some community, I think, in California of Seventh-day Adventists. And so one of the things that they keep proving gives you a longer life or possibility is what they've always called a faith, a religion, a gathering. Yeah. But now they're saying, if you can get that community and combine it with meaning, that's it can be the same thing. It doesn't have to be an actual religion or a church, but community and a sense of purpose and meaning definitely does it. You know what I thought you were going to say was going to contribute to longevity is the ability to squat all the way down, which is something that I saw. to get up. (laughs) That's the test. I know. I saw it. I'm like, I should try it, but I don't want to get down. And then... (laughs) No, the fact that these people can squat and that can be their resting sitting position. This is what somebody on uh, YouTube was saying this morning. She's squatting and her ankles are touching her ass as she's squatting. Yeah, I used to um, do that. Well, that's how you go to the bathroom in India. That's what I was going to say. Then I saw all these other videos of this guy like, you don't need the squatty potty. Just stand on the toilet seat. (laughs) That was all in India on all the public toilets. It would have the don't stand on the toilet seat. Yeah. And I'm just imagining you seeing someone's head <laughs> above the stall right. and going, right. nope, nope, get down off there. Oh, my gosh. Um, All right. Do you have another story? This one was in the New York Post, and I don't know how pertinent it is no. to, uh, you know, it's the false, news of the day, but, but we'll it's kind of it. fun. And a tidbit that I didn't mm-hmm. know. So uh, it's the New York Post, so you've got to appreciate the headline. Buggying out. Tame Amish romance novel with some touching and no sex, too hot for church elders. 
So I just got the bugging, <laughs> bugging. out now because I'm like, is she trying to say bugging? Oh no, bugging out. It's a um, pun. Bugging out. It's a good pun. Oh. So that I want to read it. Yeah. So there's too much touching. Does he like? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. He goes to touch the strand of her bonnet because you know they don't tie them, which drives me insane. Are they not allowed to tie them? Therefore, is that the deal? There's something happening. I don't know. It's but it bothers me because he just put them on her. Well, here's here's. What it says, a new Amish romance novel is flying off the shelves, but its content <laughs> is bugging out the traditional conservative church community. Um, so there's this community member, Linda. She's 65. She wrote a book called Tapestry of Love, and she literally penned it in a notebook after beginning her writing career at an Amish newspaper. So then there was another So she's not novel. Amish then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she is. she's Amish. Um, and the second novel in her New Directions romance series chronicles the romance between two traditional Amish youngsters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and has sold close to a million copies. What? There you go. Yeah. Um, but she's gotten blowback from some community elders, it says, who claim the success of her tome is fueling sexual abuse. Oh, um, She says that they are some very tame books, dismissing comparisons to the sadomasochistic Fifty Shades of Grey novels. Oh, my God. Well, of course. Right. They'd have to be compared to that. Um, She says there's nothing unclean in them. There is some touching. My publisher said it would have to be discreet and a little bit of a kiss, adding that there was no sex in the book. Um, So... So she started reporting for a newspaper when her husband went bankrupt, and later she transitioned over to book publishing for children. Um, And then she started writing about the amorous side of Amish culture, where premarital sex and divorce and cars and electricity and cell phones are all forbidden. Um, She says that... She says her inspiration doesn't only come from what she does in life with, you know, buggy rides and doing chores <laughs> um, and stuff like that, but also from reality TV, but only when she visits her daughter in Florida. Um, of well, of course. Right. She's going down to the sinful land again when she right. watches Jersey Shore and stays up past no. nine. Sadly, she says she watches TV in the summer when she goes to vacation with her daughter at the beach. And she watches some show called The Alaskan People about no. people on the frontier. My dad it's on Discovery watches Channel. that, yes. I'm sure. My dad watches that, and he, every time he's watching it. But there's no romance. I think it's the one oh, no. where he always says, this lady is rich. She works hard, but she has a lot of money. And it's like this rugged 60-something-year-old woman pulling all these tractors. But I get to hear about her every time. Yeah. Well, she says, I'm 65 years old, so I'm not a fan of the Kardashians. I don't look down on them or judge them. They just seem to be about all them, all about themselves. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't judge them. them but... but. <laughs> So, did you, did we ever talk about how much the Mormons publish? They are Um, huge in publishing young adult stuff. 
Absolutely. And they have their, if you look at, quote, Christian romance, it's usually the Mormon ones. And they all look the same, you know, that Mm -hmm. front cover and everything. And I mean, if that's all you can get, maybe it's teaching, especially young women who are about to be married at 18 to Jedediah, at least, you know, something. I don't know. But I, the Amish one, I, is it just like, are you going to do Rumspringa, Jonah? And then he's like, and then no, he just goes, I no. will be in the word. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then it shows when their I get buggy close <laughs> getting close together. Wait, I need to quote something from an SNL sketch. When I get close to you, my vaginal parts secrete extra mucus. Correct. What is that from? It's when Reese Witherspoon was being a mermaid. It was supposed to be cute and romantic for young kids, but it's just all technical. (laughs) What? And that is the end of the Amish novel. Um, I do want to pick it up. That's it. And I told you I looked at that section once, and that's when I saw the book uh, Fifty Shades of Grace, a devotional book. And I'm like, do you have to copy everything the secular people do? Yes. All right. Um, uh, Let's go next in mine, which will be Greg Locke. So Greg Locke, I used to cover him a lot on the different places that I am. And I just care, I care not for him. That's it. I'm done with him. And he said probably a month or two ago that he felt convicted and wants to be kinder and gentler. And he knows he's been over the top. And then the next thing we see, he is bashing like a Barbie dream house looking thing with a bat and a Bible wrapped around it. And that little clip goes everywhere. Because Ben Shapiro and all of these other little dick boys are all like the Barbie movie is so crazy and terrible and evil. However, now I have seen since then Greg Locke is upset because he's been misrepresented. Because I don't know if you can imagine being maybe a deity in a Bible who is being misrepresented by Greg himself. Now Greg is upset because he said, that wasn't what I was doing at all, and that's what everybody, you know, and he (laughs) ends up being an auctioneer saying that, one, it wasn't a Barbie dream house. He wasn't talking about Barbie. He was using some Walmart knockoff house, and he was demonstrating how to break down strongholds. And, you know, I believe him. That's fine. It does not make any more fucking sense that you're doing something violent on stage. And hitting anything with a Bible, I don't really kind of even agree with. I think, But when you said demonstrating, I was like, he was demon straighting. Yeah, he did say in this thing, he's like, (laughs) and I was talking about demons because I am, you know, I... I'm a person who casts them out, and that's the name of my book, Cast Them Out, Demon Man, or whatever. He has a book coming out. I don't know what it is. But so, do you remember our Bibles? So if you dropped them on the ground, 
if it was an accident, you would still feel a little like, eee, because at my yeah, house. Yeah, you'd spit over your left shoulder as a super, no, oh, okay. um, get out, yeah. sure, no, but uh, it was bad to do anything and, quote, desecrate the Bible, so even if we would have it somewhere at the house, we wouldn't place books on top of it or anything else on top of it. Like, it always had to be the top like book. A, you couldn't put a cold beverage on it and end up with you a ring. just put your, yeah. Your no, you wouldn't put your car keys there. down on it or <laughs> your dildo. You have to have it on top. Um, uh, but you really did. Like, you weren't supposed to do anything to it. And here he is just wrapping it around the bat and yeah. whacking the head. Nope, whacking the bat onto the top of this. You know, there's probably little kids who wanted that at Christmas and couldn't afford it. And they're just saying, Greg Locke, just treat it like it's garbage. Listen, I even got triggered there for a minute because you had the Charlie's Angels uh, treehouse thing. And I didn't. That's right. And I always wanted that. But you were over all the time, so... I know, but you I got, got to, to visit the it. house. <laughs> and I probably said, do not touch yeah. it. Do not touch it. <laughs> you would be the sister that everybody has seen in that video where the little sister goes, can I please have the red? No, you have to ask me nicer. And like, can I please have the red crayon Karen? No. <laughs> you haven't seen that one? <laughs> the satisfaction. Like, no. She gives her all so... the instructions on how to ask properly, oh, and at gosh. the end goes, no. No. But I was a little sister, so I really got the nose, but I wanted the power. I needed yeah. the power. I know, and mm-hmm. let me just throw in one that you actually did. Uh, oh, there oh. were these candies called bottle caps, and you tried to actually get oh, yeah. me to eat a real bottle cap once, telling me, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're bottle caps. <laughs> Bonnie, yeah, no, it's the same. Yeah, yeah I know. It looks yeah, like metal. It's the same. Um, but it's, it's metal candy. Try it. Try it. Uh, yeah, in fact, I should thank you for being kind of like the older sibling who was shitty. Well, we're just so I was apart. used to it. Yeah, but you really took apart. advantage of the. Yeah, oh, but you were the younger, so you got sure. shat upon. So you yeah, were excited true. to, yeah, yeah, to share the wealth <laughs> because I, I didn't have anybody pet. older. Yeah, that's right. You asked your grandparents. <laughs> that's it. Oh, God. Oh, guys, All right, you want to hear about the something time? else? Bonnie's grandmother, who wore a turban, called my mother and said, what do we do? Bonnie stuck her tongue on the ice tray in the freezer, and it's stuck. So that's what I'm working with. (laughs) Someone needed an older sibling. No, my brother would have ripped my tongue right off. Hola, me amo Karen. Confio en la ciencia. Wow. Did that, didn't that sound good? Yeah, that is what I have gotten and learned from Babbel. I love the app. As you know, I used it before we went to Italy to use a little Italian there and feel like I was being polite. Now, 
I am going back to Spanish. A lot of you know that I have Cuban heritage, and one thing that happened in history is that Cubans who came here did not teach their children Spanish. So now, at this little young perky age that I am, I am reviewing vocabulary, I'm looking at how to say sentences, and I think I can take this on the road, y'all. I think now we can just go international. Right now, until September 9th, Babbel is having 60% off. That's why I'm getting in here tonight and telling you, go rush to the site, get 60% off, and you can learn Espanol with me. By the way, that is Spanish. And the sentence I said at the beginning says, I rely on science. Please join me, and you'll find the link right below in the details of that. See you there. Okay, so here's a fun one. It's about really seeking, I guess, the definition of divine intervention. Mm -hmm. Um, So the... the writing of this article, too. Christians believe salvation can only come through Jesus Christ, but he can be found in many different places. Last weekend uh-huh. in Redford, Michigan, he was at a church's car show. So, apparently, there was a date for the church's car show, and it conflicted with this car show called Cruisin' Hines, which was an <laughs> annual car show that okay. gets thousands of people. So right. the the founding pastor, this guy named Torian, I guess, told the Baptist Press that the show's enthusiasts keep telling him, you guys just need to close yours. And so he didn't like that. But when the day came for the larger show, its organizers had to cancel it because heavy rain soaked the ground that was scheduled for the event. So the big show gets canceled. Because they don't have anywhere to park on the mud. And they probably have liability and sponsors, and they would have to. Or they don't, yeah, and they don't want to get their cars all, you know, mucked up and, I don't know, sinking into the ground. So the antique car owners, the collectors, and car admirers, they came to the church's event instead, held on drier ground. And he called it a form of divine intervention. It Satan closes a door, and Jesus opens one. It jumps out, and it, mm-hmm. it accommodated 500 antique cars, a salvation tent, vendors, bounce houses, Bible trivia, salvation. and other games. <laughs> I know, but 246 people profess their faith in Jesus, what? and now they're going to have... That's a huge number. That is a huge number. I That's agree. That's big numbers. Yeah. Um so he preached a 16-minute sermon in the middle of the car show. Um, uh, people got out of their seats and out of their trucks and their picnic chairs. <laughs> and then a lot of them joined the church that he is the minister right. for. Um, and they're going to have a big community-wide baptism event. But I just think it's funny, like, well, why, first of all, why would you schedule a conflicting car show against the Jesus big car him. show? Jesus told him. It's something's <laughs> going to happen and something is going to work. But, I mean, if that had happened at our church or near anywhere, that would be talked about nonstop forever. Because that's like a coup. Yeah. That's an antique car. Yeah. 
conversion coup, which is crazy. I, of course, always want to go check up two weeks later on everyone who made a commitment and just say, how's it going? And they tell me. Yeah, that's a, those know. are big numbers. That's a huge number. I thought you were going to say 240 people went. And I was still <laughs> no, going to be like, no. that's a lot. Yeah. Because No, a, a lot of people show? go to car shows. What do you do, yeah. though? I've you been look to at one. cars. I get that. But you you don't get to buy it. You talk Sometimes. To, I, mm, I don't think so. It's a show, Bonnie. It's in the <laughs> name. And then, like, you look at an engine. I think they're all faking it. Yeah. I think they're all just like, let me see the engine. And they don't know it. But what are you going to do with it? I don't know. Anywho, there's people we know who follow us that love that kind of stuff. Tell us if you were there. Tell us if you were converted. Um, Yeah. It sounds like also maybe he just dragged a really long hose over and flooded the venue. I think so, too. I think that's it. But, you know what they say, any time you have a car, you have a catalytic, wait, catalytic converter get it because it was the the catalyst for the converted people if you didn't hear don't listen to god awful movies i was the guest the other week and i just wanted to briefly talk about that because some people have found us through there and i really appreciate it they made me watch bonnie (laughs) this movie called furious love it's so loving, it's furious, it's so furious, it's loving. And that's... Was there talking. one delicate kiss and a tiny <laughs> bit of hand touching? <laughs> or was it furious, passionate love? The two horses that drove the buggies nudged each other. <laughs> um, no, it... Uh, of course, uh, listen to the episode, but the bottom line is... I describe it as a kid who grew up but still sort of looks like a kid and Mm -hmm. was given a camera. And here we go. He just traveled everywhere to the darkest parts. He wanted to see this. He wanted to see that. He went to uh, countries in Africa. He went to New Age you know, uh, gatherings in Salem, Massachusetts, and he just filmed people. And it was so awkward because it's like everywhere people are like, we're not Christian, we're going to have a good non-Christian time, they're there. And they okay. it. And then they <laughs> witness and pray for people. And the dramatics of this movie, it's hilarious in this sort of non-hilarious way. But every part of it, I was so triggered because in Africa, it had all the people shaking and, and you know, letting out demons. Shaking. Yeah, okay. there's an outside crusade in Tunisia. And the little bit about this that I'll tell, and it won't spoil the episode at all, because the two guys that were there that do it are great and funny. But, <laughs> but it's will a it big spoil outdoor. the movie for me? <laughs> I will spoil it because it is arrives rotten so it's this big outdoor venue much like a car show would be and then there's a guy on a stage the difference between the people and him is he glows with his whiteness i had never heard of him Um. but he was from the town i was living in 
for 14 years here in Tennessee, and I looked them up. And I found like a Newsweek article that said, I forget his name, last name was Jensen, but he was an evangelist, and it said he has decided to step down from his church to spend time in less holy, you know, things or something. Anyway, he left his wife and eight kids, I think, to go just frolic around. I guess he got divorced and all that, and then he died a year later. So it was very... Oh. And then Bonnie feels bad for him. But you know people were like, (laughs) that's the judgment you get. But back to the movie, that's the guy that's doing this crusade. And there's all these Tunisian people. And when they get demons, quote unquote, because, you know, they fall and they ride and they actually foam at the mouth. As in, here are the white people filming us. Let's give them a good show. They have a tent in the back that they're carrying people to when they fall out and start shaking with their demons. And the guy filming it is like, I thought that that was just for the hearing impaired. And I'm like, so we're going to put the people hard of hearing in a closed tent so now they can't hear or see? And so it's a deliverance tent. And they only allow the demonized people and press so it just shows all these people, like, you know, coughing <laughs> up demons and all that. It is oh. just the film. I'm still Where recovering from Where do you get all the money it. to go on those trips? Kickstarter. Kickstarter. And really? guess what the premise was? He's like, I went out to test God's love. And I'm like, I think the Bible says do not test the Lord thy God, but let's use that. Yeah. So... As the guys who do god-awful movies said, it was convenient that he felt he should go to all the places where there was a lot of sexual sin. So (laughs) anywhere there were boobs, he was sort of trying to go and see what's happening. Like, how come your Google search starts with boobs, foreign country? (laughs) It's boobs for the Lord. Wait, (laughs) I have to write this down. It's called... Torturous love? No. Furious love. Yes. Furious love. I would listen to the podcast is what I'm saying. Okay. You'll, get, you'll get more than you ever wanted from that because watching it, yeah. if you're not watching it for a reason to be on a podcast, right. <laughs> there's no reason. I tried to make, no, my husband's like, I'll watch it again with you because I said, let me refresh my memory because, you know, I'm going to yeah. be on the show the next day. We couldn't do it. We could not. Bad graphics. Did he watch it with you the first time? No, no. I watched it. Okay. And then I was going to watch it to, like, refresh my memory. He's like, I'll watch it. It's so bad. Wow. horrendous. Um, But, yeah, my favorite parts is all the people who go up and they're like, hey, man, um, are you feeling any pain? Oh, you have some back pain? Can I pray for you, brother? Are you fine with that? You know, so it'd be these people in the street going up to people. Every time someone got healed, it didn't matter if it was in Tunisia. It doesn't matter if it was in Louisiana. They looked so unimpressed to be healed that, you know, they weren't Uh, healed. They were just like, 
oh, okay, yeah, uh-huh, it feels better. And they're like, that's a God thing. God did it. And the watcher is like, I don't think, I don't think it happened, because wouldn't they be happy? But he, <laughs> but he actually sprayed them with heroin mist. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. hey, pss, pss, does that feel better? Does it feel, jump around, yes. jump around. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, I haven't listened to your episode, so I will be excited to listen to that. Don't you think, guys? Oh, I'm sorry. Younger sister would support and watch what her older sibling did. Okay. Do you have another story? (laughs) Yeah, I have a quick one, and I think that it's an interesting concept. Okay. And then I have a quick thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. AI has generated a Bible verse that endorses transgenderism. So Mm -hmm. Christians are out there responding to a fake Bible verse that reportedly was done by ChatGPT that I guess implies or just comes out and says that Jesus accepts trans-identified individuals stating there is no man nor woman. And Mm -hmm. then here's the... Here's the quote. And a woman whose heart was divided between spirit and body came before him, the fake passage reads, in quiet despair, she asked, Lord, I come to you estranged, for my spirit and body are not one. How shall I hope to enter the kingdom of God? Jesus looked upon her with kindness, replying, my child, blessed are those who strive for unity within themselves, for they shall know the deepest truths of my father's creation. Be not afraid, for in the kingdom of God, there is no man or woman, as all are one in spirit. The gates of my Father's kingdom will open for those who love and are loved, for God looks not upon the body, but the heart. That sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah. I know. But, yeah, but, right. but they, just, they just whipped it up by a computer. I That's know, because so a computer is like, wait, I have collected information that Jesus is loving and kind, and so let mm-hmm. me spit out what would be the normal fucking thing right. for Christians to think. Yeah. Okay, so who else do you think has given the Bible's um, book of a makeover? PETA. So oh. PETA oh, yeah. has given. I can see that they've given the Book of Genesis a vegan makeover. Um, and recreating the story and send a can't-be-missed animal rights message filled with vegan teachings. Um, So in their version of the Bible, animals are referred to as beings rather than beasts or creatures, and Mm -hmm. plants like hemp and bamboo are used for clothing instead of animal skins because no one with any fashion or moral sense would wear animal skins in the 21st century. So, well, um, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> so I guess when Abraham was supposed to kill his son and then a ram came out of the bush, I guess it's yeah. like then a leaf a fell from came a out of the bush. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A tofu <laughs> hopped in front of it. Uh, <laughs> Wait, but see, listen to what the PETA president said. It took God only six days to create the entire world, but we realized it would take us years to rewrite the whole Bible, which is why we've started with just the first book. Uh, it's okay, Peter. Like, wait, uh, your your Abraham, your Abraham reference is coming. 
In PETA's version of chapter 21 of the creation story, Abraham and Sarah, who were 190 years old, Mm -hmm. respectively, when they (laughs) conceived their child, Isaac, also adopt a dog named Herbie. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) So are they doing it tongue-in-cheek, or are they saying, I gotta look it up. Someone will write us, I'm sure. Oh, my God. So it's a cruelty-free version of the Bible. There is no such thing. Thing. You have to make make God cruelty-free. Out goes the flood. Out goes Lot. Out goes Job. I want to see it. I don't believe it. Um, So there you go. That's hilarious. (laughs) So rewriting the Bible, writing things without any lust, you know, uh, this a lot of literature mentioned this. And then yeah. top it off with going to go see Furious Love and, you know, maybe a really <laughs> bad Catholic mass. Uh, I'm going to finish with the opposite of all of that, which is something I came across. I think it was called Grace Point Church. Someone told me where it was, but I forget. And I got to see a live service online. And I stopped because I was like, what the hell is going on here? And it was a church service. (laughs) So it was this big room like you would have in a church, but maybe not, you know, where we would have the pews and everything. But it had chairs pushed aside, tarps put all over the ground, an inflatable six-foot pool And people jumping in and out of the water and throwing water on each other, calling it get drunk in the spirit. Now, I can be cautious when it is just a black-membered church, but this was all races, so now I feel like it is not something particular to anything except for Pentecostalism. And the water was so disgusting. It was gray, (laughs) and they were scooping it up and pouring it on people's heads, and some people were doing their little demon falling out and falling down on the slippery tarp. No one had shoes on. It was Burning Man, (laughs) but just with, you know, the Holy Spirit. I'm like, do you really think Jesus wants you to get athlete's foot and other parasitic diseases. <laughs> you it's know, not his plan. You know what Jesus does want is for you to use the shower that is next to every pool I've ever gone to where they want you to shower off I before agree. getting into the pool. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why the water Amen, was gray. <laughs> well, this there was no shower. This is inside a building. Yeah. And it was so nasty like I was uh I was I was gagged with God's love who's bad um but this is just yeah, and tarps aren't little... 100% either that's gonna get the carpet messy it's all gonna be bad it's just sorry not good yeah and yeah Jesus doesn't like it that's just our quick little <laughs> bulletin for all that good news you've missed of course there's tons more and you can find more sometimes we put it on our Instagram or our mostly TikTok um, and in our newsletter. And we're redoing that, and we will send out an announcement soon. And we hope you guys can join. 
But other than that, rate us, review us, or you are going to be splashed with nasty water. Thank you. Yeah, gray water. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Stewing in your own juices, water. Stew. Oh, All right, bye. I like juice with that. <laughs> Thanks, uh, guys. No.